Welcome to Thinky Comet, a collection of nuanced conversations about the Black experience. I'm your host, Mia Marie. On this podcast, we explore topics that empower, educate, and illustrate the necessity for honest conversations about being Black, all with the aim of reaching personal liberation and challenging systems of oppression. At its best, cancel culture is our attempt to hold public figures accountable for their actions and establish collective values. We attempt to call out the powers that be, saying that life as it is doesn't work for us and that we can imagine something better. Black people, perhaps more than any other group, would benefit immensely from establishing collective boundaries. And similar to our personal relationships, there would be consequences for stepping out of line. Only if we were brave enough to claim it. Brave enough to know that we deserve more. In my eyes, that is what quote-unquote cancel culture attempts to do. It attempts to introduce the concept of accountability to a society that rarely acknowledges when wrongdoing occurs and refuses to offer a genuine apology. In this episode, Antoinette and I explore how the idea of public accountability can strengthen the Black community. Please enjoy How Cancel Culture Makes Us Better. I know. It's my first time in any space you've lived in since you moved here. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. It's also crazy that this is the first time we've recorded in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, the first time I've recorded in person in like three years for Minky Comic. So, in New York, we're finally settling. We're making history. It's a history-making moment. We're making history-making moments. Yeah. For real, truly. So, Antoinette. So excited that we're having this conversation. We're talking today about cancel culture, and I know a lot of people have had conversations about cancel culture, and I wanted to also chime in because for me, these topics and these conversations can often have a visceral response to whatever I'm reading, whether it's not an agreement or not. So I wanted we wanted to have a conversation and our take on in terms of what is this current wave of quote-unquote cancel culture, and what is it? What is underneath it? What could it possibly be teaching us? And what could it possibly be folks asking for? And for me, it feels like this is a way for us to call in accountability and to really have a more engaging and thoughtful discussion about what are acceptable actions within our society and also this introduction of consequences when you break those agreements, right? Especially as it relates to black people. I think there's been a history in America, especially of just disrespect for blackness, um, just violence outright without real accountability, without a formal even apology from Congress on slavery, right? Mm -hmm. So when you take that on, you know, a macro level and you bring it to the micro, I think it can manifest itself in a lot of harmful behaviors. And it's not just about race, but I think it's also just thinking about um, patriarchy and dominance and power, ultimately. And so the cancel culture that I feel like folks are most often critiquing or upset about is because it is these groups, these folks, these marginalized people and ideas asking for acknowledgement in areas that mainstream society has often been able to ignore not because these people aren't right but because it's inconvenient and we don't want to acknowledge it (laughs) yeah and i think because of that and because of all these isms that still impact our respective communities cancel culture doesn't exist yeah (laughs) (laughs) and you know people are quick to throw that throw throw that term out there if they're trying to evade like you said any sort of accountability like if you wrong somebody if you want to talk out the side of your mouth sure but you need to be prepared for people to clap right back with receipts 
with the harm that that those words may have caused those actions may have caused and you have to be able to reckon with that whether you want to actually like apologize or say hey I see you I hear you this might not have been what I intended but I acknowledge the fact that whatever I did hurt you apparently that's a bit too much for people to do <laughs> And, you know, we've we've seen we've experienced that like on a micro level, but we've definitely seen that on a macro level for sure. Yeah. In all facets of society. Right. And it's so crazy because I feel like especially people denying that accountability, they often tear down victims. And we see this often, I would say, in black culture and hip hop culture. Yeah. It relates to people coming out around domestic violence or sexual abuse. And for me, it's so devastating. It's hard because... I mean, it goes back to the episode we had on celebrity, as you already mentioned before, mm -hmm. because for some of us, we have grown up listening to these folks' music. We have our own memories attached to this person that perhaps has, you know, put them in some type of light. And it's hard for us to, one, deal with whatever that image that we have being destroyed of that person. And then also just making space for, hey, you know, they're not human. <laughs> you know, they probably did commit this heinous act. So... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I not I do know. It's just I think that it's a process for all of us and if we're not going to willingly engage in the difficulty of acknowledging people's humanity, mm -hmm. um then we're going to perpetuate the same bullshit and we're not yeah. going to create space for people to be better. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, as a result of that, those who are harmed continue to have to like deal with that on their own, which is detrimental. Yeah. I don't know. Just thinking about that is kind of like depressing but i just wish people had a bit more empathy in that regard like if people are going out of their way to express harm that was done to them by these people that we kind of hold on a pedestal we should at least acknowledge it you we, we have to question why we are quick to say where's your evidence what if this person's lying? What if this person's just trying to get a check? Like half the time, they just want to people people to acknowledge the hurt that was caused to them. Exactly. That's all they're asking for, right? You know, and and they know even through like if they're trying to go through uh, the legal route, that's already a difficult process, an expensive process, and it, it it's set up to uphold patriarchy. So it's not like they're gonna win, and they and they're aware of that. So it's like okay, they're not even trying to go there. Especially in cases of rape. Can yeah. we talk about how many rape kits around the country just go untested? You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. if our if our response to the government or the governor of New York being accused of all of these things is any indication of how we treat victims on a day-to-day -day basis, it's horrendous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's really disappointing. It's so disappointing because it's like it really makes you think if we're not going to hold these people that have power and influence accountable, then what makes you think that we're going to hold, hold Joe Schmo on the street accountable? Yeah. When it's a conversation and a level of a standard of behavior that we're not willing to hold anybody, anybody to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because we feel like celebrities are greater and above that. And we feel like that's not the place to make the point. Mm -hmm. Well, it's also not the place to make the point in our families in a lot of cases, mm -hmm. which is why we have the nonsense going on within our families that no one wants to acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And it's also like, when are y'all going to get the practice to, to do what you say you want to be? Yeah, <laughs> and it's hard work. And I don't know. I think people are afraid of doing that kind of work because it's going to make everyone involved uncomfortable you have to be able to sit in that discomfort to a certain extent and just like going back to people in our lives that we hold to a pedestal these celebrities that we hold to a pedestal like 
all these public figures and stuff like that. We tend to forget that they're literally just like the, the, the person next to us. They're just as human. They're bound to not be perfect or like this image that we have of them, the type of expectations that we have of them. Like to me, I'm always quick to knock that down because yeah. it's only a matter of time before we see you know, another side or another action of theirs that contradicts this persona that they, that they built for themselves. Right. And social media doesn't really help with no, that either. It doesn't. Yeah. And we're not we're not creating people to be fully human, right? Yeah. Like we we are so accepting of celebrities in their full humanity as if we give space for them to also develop and be better people, mm -hmm. right? Like, we can't allow people to like, wallow and be shitty and also then later forgive them for their humanity. For mm -hmm. me, I just feel like it, there has to be, like, some effort there. So I think going back to the piece, the accountability piece, why do you think the accountability is so important in these public conversations, especially for black folks? Man, I... It's just an opportunity or like a moment for people to hear and to see that they're owning up to their shit. They're owning up to the damage. That's it. That's yeah. that's literally like a starting point for some semblance of healing and for some semblance of like what moving forward looks like. We yeah. can't just like skate over things or ignore things and just carry carry on. It, it builds up mm -hmm. and... <laughs> We kind of saw that happen last summer with like the, the reckonings and things like that. Why do you think that it's so difficult for people to hold themselves accountable? I think because of the narratives that we have of ourselves in our head. And I, I, think, I don't know if this is like by virtue of capitalism or who we are as American people or I don't know. It has, maybe it has to do with Christianity. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I don't think that we... I think the, ultimately like the hard work is difficult. I think... Knowing and building your own self-awareness and becoming acquainted with the darker parts of yourselves mm -hmm. and the ways that you're not a good person and the best person mm -hmm. in the world mm -hmm. is hard work. And when you can hold yourself accountable like, hey, I caused harm to this person, you then have to uncover why did I cause harm to this person? Yeah. Is this a pattern of how I interact with people? Why do I interact with people? Is this some type of, you know, manifestation of my self-worth? And it's hard. I don't, and I think that people want to avoid that work, especially if it falls along the same like pattern. So if I'm thinking about domestic violence mm -hmm. and how that is like a societal issue, and for me, it comes up in terms of something that cancel culture can help bring awareness to and help create accountability. Mm -hmm. And what I do think, so I, I agree in that celebrities are just celebrities and they're people and they make mistakes and we should not put them on this pedestal. But for me, because they are so visible, that's why it's even more important for us to have productive, engaging dialogues yeah. when they do fuck up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I don't know if we're talking about accountability. Like, accountability is going to be a messy, probably long process. Even the healing of a victim is, like, messy and long. Mm -hmm. And so I also sometimes wonder, do we not engage in that as a society because we're looking for a quick fix we want to move on we want the conversation to be over with we want the person to be ruled guilty go to jail whatever the case may be so all of that to say i think there's a lot of reasons why the accountability piece and getting to that place why it's so hard for us and also a lot of times this is a direct challenge to like patriarchy and racism right exactly like <laughs> you know us trying to un you know peel back those layers means undoing those things yes and the, you know the system doesn't wants to wants to stay in place people who benefit from the systems they don't want it they don't want no sort of challenge to it so yeah of course there's going to be powers that be that kind of push back at us trying to do this work 
work for right? sure and that's a reflection of our values yeah. like this is like this episode <laughs> right now we've talked about this yeah. topic mm-hmm. many times <laughs> yeah we did <laughs> <laughs> but we have to in these different yeah. ways because I feel like it's this is again how we we begin to shape our values of hey you can't hit women mm-hmm. hey you can't be colorist hey you can't be homophobic or mm-hmm. transphobic you can't be violent physically violent to black bodies yeah. right and if we if we don't tell people they can't do this then our children are going to grow up and then they see the person on tv doing said things and they're going to internalize that like it's okay right and i also just think it's really interesting especially how we as black people begin to parrot the phrases that challenge cancel culture that people who have a vested interest in the system as it is are saying right so i mean People, black people are repeating things that they hear on Fox News and by known white supremacists. And they don't realize that they're perpetuating that type of rhetoric. They don't. They think they're being free thinkers or whatever. But I'm like, really? You're you're getting got too. (laughs) We're going to keep it a buck. You're getting caught too, man. Like, start talking about stay woke. Nah, you're getting got too. Yo, I do not like... (laughs) Who was the guy, the black politician that did, couldn't even define critical race theory and then just freaking deteriorated? Oh. oh my gosh, that was like just the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. I don't even know. I can't remember. Even <laughs> Senator Cotton yeah. talking about we're, this isn't a racist system, yeah, sir. Yeah. I'm just like... Nah, you, I'm being a disgrace. A freaking disgrace. And I'm like, mm. damn, the GOP got... They embarrassing. Know how to, it is embarrassing, embarrassing. but they know how to... <laughs> <laughs> they know how to market some shit so people yeah. will repeat yeah, some no, straight just it's idiotic all about, it's all about packaging it's all about packaging stay woke y'all it's all about packaging do you think that there's any room for us to maybe shift how we go about these conversations like really acknowledging growth on all sides because this is new this is new mm-hmm. for us to really start to hold people accountable especially public figures mm-hmm. accountable for these types of things are there any ways that maybe we could let's ideate how can we maybe have more productive conversations right so that we can create space for accountability and also rest- restoration and yeah. redemption because you know people hurt people hurt people yeah. and you know especially as black folks for me it's like how do we create space for you to come back? Because you are human and you may not have intentionally caused harm. Not to say that you, you, you're you fully responsible for what you did in the past. And I'm also going to give you the opportunity and grace to say that perhaps you could turn a corner and be something new tomorrow. Right. Well, I think first, with, all, with everyone involved who wants to either like help folks you know, go through that process, there has to be some semblance of like a willingness. Like I'm willing to you know, work my way through the rough stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm coming to this acknowledging the fact that, like, I, there's there's some shit I need to clean up and fix up, right? Yeah. Um, and then I also think that having the right language and understanding is helpful. So, you know, reading up on stuff, there are experts out there that really break it down for us to understand, like, what what restorative justice means how difficult that is mm-hmm. um the the said harm like what that is and how it how it manifests in our everyday life because it comes from somewhere yes. you know and yes. for you to have that understanding you can try to like map out like okay i experienced this in the past i this came up again at, at this said time you know what i mean you mm-hmm. can kind of like trace those types of actions back to somewhere and have some semblance of understanding i think like some semblance of like a professional counselor or like therapist might might want to be in the picture with us too because they're the ones that are able to even guide the conversations in the best of ways i think sometimes people can 
kind of be quick to just yell at you be like da, 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 you know <laughs> on but, both sides though. right like, yeah <laughs> and it's warranted because yeah. there's real anger and there's real hurt there yeah. but i kind of i definitely want to have like a therapist present or something like that if i was ever to go through that kind of process with someone what um, i really like about what you're saying is also like and i just want to call it out mm -hmm. is that it's also bringing up that this is something we need to do in our personal lives yeah. before we can bring it to like oh, yeah. the public sphere definitely yeah. and, and not even it's not it doesn't even have to be heavy all the time yeah. like if right? if you're trying to be a better friend if you're trying to be a better professional if you're trying to have a relationship with somebody there's a lot there's some stuff that you have to unpack and reckon with yourself because the, the last thing that you want to do is to project it on to the said person that you're trying to maintain this relationship with so yeah you know celebrity culture and how we're seeing it play out on social media and everything is just one example of it but we definitely experience this a lot more often than we think yeah no absolutely and again being comfortable with having difficult conversations and around topics where there is disagreement, yeah. right? Like we are taught and in different ways we have learned to avoid conflict as it being this terrible thing. And for so many of us, we did grow up in like homes where conflict wasn't productive, where we are screaming and yelling at each other, calling each other terrible names. And so we grow up and we're like, okay, let me not engage with people that disagree with me because it's going to, you know, or go into you, this. Or you kind of just like censor yourself yep. or silence yourself because you want to just avoid it. Exactly. Like, and they're, either like, they're not going to care what I think anyway, so let me just not say anything. Right? Yeah. And really, in the reality, I think the solution is how do you create space for a new way of living? And mm -hmm. that's ultimately what, for me, cancel culture, quote-unquote, accountability is hoping to do. Yeah. It's to, hoping to create a society with values that actually serve more people mm -hmm. and actually work for people and cause less harm. Yeah. And that is what's frustrating. I feel like that is sometimes what is lost when we share our stories from a place of hurt and pain most like first without doing our own work to create space for other folks to join the conversation mm -hmm. right so i'll use myself for an example there's a lot of things in my life where i can say now i can have more productive conversations with people that i disagree with because before i was so hurt and upset justifiably but i would project as you said all of my pain onto them so that it wouldn't be productive and it wouldn't create space for us to come with a solution mm -hmm. and sometimes that's what i see us doing on social media mm -hmm. in these dialogues and i think that's also a piece that we have to work on it's like in these conversations as these issues arise how can we create space for survivors and victims to heal mm -hmm. to affirm and validate them and also create a path forward because that for me it's like again getting to the restoration piece especially in these public spaces what does it mean for someone who has physically called caused harm to other people to re-engage with us as a larger culture mm -hmm. you know as a larger society if someone causes harm and this is a genuine question i don't know what the answer is and yeah. it's something i've been thinking a lot about but if someone in their public life has is like has one complete persona and is quote unquote done good things and has made connection with other people through their art and they've also caused this individual harm does this individual harm that they've caused to those folks does that does that outweigh that and does that mean then that they can no longer engage with us as a larger society mm -hmm. i don't know mm -hmm. and i feel like Perhaps not having the answer to that question and perhaps not having a solution for what restoration could look like has made people, made some black folks feel like, and maybe black men or black women, whoever, has maybe 
isolated some black folks to feel like, you know, cancel culture, all y'all doing, y'all just mad about everything, fuck that. Because mm-hmm. they feel like they don't see where that bridge could be or what the solution there is beyond that person no longer engaging in public life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? I hear you. And I don't know, this is from someone you yeah. playing Kanye. So I mean, this is look, and, I, and I'm also a person that has no problem not listening to him. So it's like, I, I hear what you're saying. And I just think it goes back to the topic at hand here. It's just yeah. accountability. If we see some semblance of accountability from the person who caused the harm, then I think there's space for that. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times we don't see that. People are quick to just like sweep it under the rug and pretend like it didn't happen. They go out of their way to silence people, which in turn causes even more harassment. We yeah. see, we were seeing that play out in a lot of situations publicly right now so i don't know i have a hard time a little bit (laughs) giving the said person that that grace that we want to give them because their actions don't show that they actually want to do that work yeah it just comes back to them acknowledging that the fact that they fucked up right which is why a lot of people did mute Kanye, right (laughs) because they didn't feel like he apologized or recognized what he was doing and so yeah so my dear, it's complicated. It but, is so complicated. But it's good that's it's good that we're talking about it. We have to talk about it. We do have to talk about yeah. it. Because it and it is hard because then you have another instance where in that same instance where it's like, okay, so you don't censor him and you continue to play his music and people listen to that music and are like, Okay, so we're okay with women men who beat women. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. And then and, that becomes the, and the e- translation. In in connection to that, like another thing I was thinking when you were sharing your thoughts and around that question that's difficult to answer is that Did this person leverage their position, leverage their celebrity, their privilege in that space to cause that harm? Mm. They more than likely did. So it's kind of hard for me to disconnect the two. Yeah. Because if they didn't have that, then you know it would be a lot more difficult for them to to inflict those actions on people. Yeah. There's a there's a level of power there. Yeah. That also has to be acknowledged. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't, it reinforces the, the dynamic that is ultimately harmful. <laughs> exactly. It's like a perpetual thing. It is. It absolutely is a perpetual thing. So for me, accountability looks like going on. I, I don't know what good accountability looks like for celebrities. I actually mm. don't know if they can demonstrate public accountability. If they have the capacity to... If they have like, the capacity. Like, do y'all read? Like, do y'all have a therapist? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> y'all do you're motivated solely by money and that is also why it's for me it's like you can't authenticate it you can't authenticate them whatever work they quote-unquote do or whatever it is unless like the victim says it's okay and then it's like well did you get paid off Mm -hmm. are you just doing this so you can make sure you're not stopping your money streams but i guess from bringing it back home again because if we're thinking about cancel culture not just in something that celebrities experience but happens in our community let's say in a place of worship someone does something harmful a praise leader or a worship leader if they did something harmful for me it would ultimately be like no you should not be in that position because you are leading people on their spiritual path and the mistake that you made was too great yeah is that a judgment that we can make I think so. I mean, yeah. you're holding them accountable. Right, you're holding like, them accountable. It's the same thing. It's like you're leveraging your, your position of power to inflict harm on people. Yeah, in schools, why in the workplace. You, yeah, why yes. are you still there? Because you clearly can't can't hold this position. As a politician. That, yeah, <laughs> as a politician, we see that we're seeing this happen in real time, like, yeah. every day. Yeah. Like, why are you still there, then? Right. If you're, if you're going to continue to inflict harm on people. 
So ultimately, <laughs> like, well, it's like we need to create space for women yeah. and children. Yeah. That's ultimate. I mean, men men are harmed too. Like, it's not to say that men don't experience harm or toxic relationships or anything. But like, all of this is boiling down to how we need to have stronger and better values with each other. And just listen to people. Like, listen to us. Like, we're not right. talking out of our asses here. Yes, let's like, have a like, dialogue. What real reason, in a lot of these situations that we've seen this play out, for what reason do we have to lie? Why? Right. There is no, and especially with the internet trolls. Yeah. And then you almost bullied off the internet and you got your profile, pro, yeah. like, you getting get reported. Yeah. You get, like, all of these things. It's, real, like, it's really dangerous when people try to tell the truth. It's wild. It's really dangerous. But. And it's hard to, I mean, shit, I feel that way, too, with the inky comment. You yeah. already know, girl, yeah. many conversations we have about, like, uh, I want to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Can we have space to have these conversations? You try to go about it the most careful way that you can, and you still end up getting attacked when you share unpopular opinions. Mm-hmm. So... It is, it is a real thing. And I don't know if we came to any conclusions today. <laughs> we didn't. But I do think, again, like, we just need to continue to have this conversation. Because for me, this is so connected to our values. And it's about us ha- being intentionally engaged in who we want to be as a society in the yeah. world that we live in. Yeah. And for so long, we have been passive consumers of capitalism. Yeah. And so deeply materialistic and shallow. Yeah. These interpersonal dynamics have just continued underneath. It's finally just hopping up. We're, like, the pain is too much. Our mental it's health is too much. We're in a crisis. And we hit that wall, I think, over the past year where we were stuck at home. <laughs> You know, and we saw the real. We saw how this pandemic really like opened up that Pandora's box of, okay, the way that we're operating right now as a society in our communities is just not working. You know, it's not working. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm stuck in the house. We're not reaching any mm-hmm. solutions. People and are I'm, dying. People like, are dying. Way, way, way too many people died. People are still dying. Like it's too much. So many people are dying. Yeah. And then at the same time, so many people are denying. You have other people de- denying the, the reality of our circumstances mm-hmm. and what's happening. And how we ended up in these circumstances was due to, again, <laughs> this denial and people living yeah. in alternate realities. Mm-hmm. Perception is reality. And we all have so many fucking different perceptions of what is happening in the world yeah. that it is also is really straining our collective sense of reality. We don't share the same like we're not existing in the same space most of us are not and certain communities are expected to understand these different realities versus other people yes absolutely and if you have the privilege to deny other people's realities then you are more than likely the problem yeah (laughs) (laughs) time to check yourself full stop okay yeah that was great you know down with celebrity culture essentially (laughs) down with babylon for listening to the Inky Comet. If you are enjoying the podcast, subscribe and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Inky Comet to continue the conversation. Also be sure to check out the Inky Comet soundtrack on Spotify. Until next time, be encouraged.